Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks Thanks be to to God, who gives us victory, the victory, the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome back into the Living Victory Podcast. My name is Christian Conway. As always, I'm joined by Max Keen and Jonathan Krause. How are you guys doing today? Meh. (laughs) (laughs) That almost sums it up, honestly. For me personally, I just got home from a a week of vacation with the family uh, last night. So I'm definitely pretty exhausted, but we need to get this this podcast done and out because we only pre-recorded two in the past when I was on vacation. So we uh, we got up early today, Max and I. Christian is on a different, completely different timetable. So uh, we're just ready to get this done, ready to get in this. Excited. It's been a while since we've done one. So yeah, we we recorded all the testimonies almost around the same time. That way we could have a break. I got my wisdom teeth out. Jonathan went on his beach vacation. So we're excited to get back into it. And today we have a really interesting topic. So I'm excited to see how it goes and what we can discover from God's word about this topic. So today we're going to be addressing uh, a large problem that's been going around. It's an issue that's been discussed a lot in the past couple of weeks within the United States and even within the, the whole world in general. And we're going to talk about what's going on in the current events, but then we're going to also tie it into the Bible and see what God's word has to say about it. So this topic that we're going to be discussing is justice. And there's been a lot of talk about justice uh, surrounding the death of George Floyd and a lot of protests uh, going on throughout the country. And we're, we're going to talk about what happened in that case, what we saw, what we think God's word would call for in a situation like this. But then we're going to turn it around and look at that from a different biblical perspective and see how we can apply the overall topic of justice to God's word, but then also how we can apply that to our own lives from the truth that we learn. So I guess the first thing that comes to mind is everything that's going on, everything that is just surrounding... Um, at least what I'm seeing a lot, um, which is all the protests, all the things about Black Lives Matter, all these different things going on. I mean, I pull up social media and it's just nonstop the same thing, all covering this topic. So what are your guys' uh, first impressions on it, I guess? Well, I think a big thing, well, a big issue, I guess you could say, in our time today is is in my opinion the media and what the media covers and chooses to cover and unfortunately so often we don't get the full story of what's going on at a time so it's so easy to to formulate you know our opinions and biases based off the limited information that we have and i think it's so important to um, be patient and to keep our tempers i guess you could say in check and to always be uh praying and and pondering about what God has for us in situations like these. And I I know it's so easy to, you know, always argue with everyone about what's going on and everyone has different opinions and the, you know, there's so many things going around right now that silence is violence and indifference is violence. And, you know, if you're not saying anything, you're part of the problem. And it's, there's just so much judgment and hate going around and, it's really unfortunate to see in our in our society today and it's it's causing a lot of divide and it's i think right now like obviously justice needs to be served 
to the cop who made the mistake. But like right now, the biggest thing that everyone needs is like Jesus, to be quite honest. And it's we know that that racial divide is is a is a prevalent issue. But at the end of the day, without Jesus, I don't think there's any fix for it. There's no there's there's nobody but Jesus that can bring people together. And I do hope that some, you know, positive things come out of what's going on right now. But hopefully God can use what's going on right now in the world to further his kingdom and to establish himself in places that maybe he was not established in before and it's hard to see that right now with all the negativity going on it's hard to see how god can work through so much hate so much prejudice so much uh call for justice so much i mean it's just there's so much going on right now and it's we're getting hit from all sides with opinions and biases and it's just it's really hard to in a sense rely on god in in a time like this yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, polarizing within society. And I'll kind of lay the framework for anybody, any of our listeners who don't know the full story of everything that's going on. I'll give you the brief, you know, Reader's Digest version. Um, George Floyd uh, was caught using counterfeit money to try to buy, purchase something, and he was retained by the police. And he was put on the ground and a policeman by the name of Derek Chauvin kneeled on his neck. He put his knee on his neck and his, his entire body weight for almost nine minutes. And during that period, George Floyd was saying things like, I can't breathe, get off of me. And of course, well, not of course, by the end of the nine minute period, uh, George Floyd had died because of the injuries that he sustained um, from the officer kneeling on his neck. And as of this this day, when we're recording the podcast, Sunday, June 7th, the Derek Chauvin has been charged with second degree murder. And the other three officers in the case have been charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder. And it's, it's big uproar. There was a video taken of the entire incident and that's been online. So it has, it has caused a lot of protests and, you know, black lives matter movements and demonstrations in just in recognition of the police brutality that's going on throughout the country. And really the largest call throughout this entire thing has been for justice to be served in every situation because the police are, they have a difficult job and it's a very stressful job when you don't know what's coming at you, what, what situations you're going to encounter every day. But when situations like this occur and it's, it's a clear abuse of power, uh, many people during the protests and during the demonstrations nowadays are really just calling for justice. They want more accountability within the police system. They want a system in which justice is guaranteed to be served in any situation. Um, because there are a lot of cases where justice is clearly served, but then a lot of cases like this in which it calls for you know millions and millions of people to protest before justice is even served at all. So people are looking at our justice system in the United States saying that it's wrong, that it needs to be fixed. And we agree. We agree that, that when you do something like this, an egregious um, abuse of power, an egregious act of you know just carelessness toward another human being's life, it needs to be taken care of. And we, we see this in scripture because every human being is created in the image of God. So every human being deserves the respect and dignity that um, somebody who is created in the image of God deserves. There's no one person on this earth who deserves more respect or more credibility or more love uh, than any other human being on this earth. And it's hard for us as humans to see this because 
we look at people and we judge them by their outward characteristics. But we know from the Bible, particularly in the story of David, that God looks at the heart. God looks at our hearts. He judges us from the inside out. And God knows and loves and values each and every human being that walks this earth. So anytime something like this happens, it deeply distresses God because one of his own his own children was taken away and was killed by a fellow human being. And it really it really brings a lot of um, emotions to the surface. It it makes you you know sad, and we start grieving for these human beings who it almost seems like their lives are being taken for granted and they're not being valued as much as other human beings. And as Christians, we're really called to in these in times like this, in circumstances like these, to look into the scripture and to do those things that God calls us to do, like loving our neighbor and, you know, cherishing and respecting those that are around us and uh, really just not showing partiality toward a certain group of people over another group of people. Because like I said, every human being is made in the image of God and is deserving of every other human being's love and respect. Recently, I was watching a video by Ravi Zacharias and that video wasn't totally about uh, racism, but in the video, he was talking about why we know racism was wrong. And I think that what he said was really awesome. He was saying how the reason that we know that racism is wrong is because race is sacred. Because every person's race is divinely given to them by God, and they're created exactly the way that God intended them to be skin color and all. And that's not to say that I think everyone is a little racist just because we're human, but we know that racism is so wrong because other people are exactly the way that God wants them to be and that we are exactly the way God wants us to be. And we should celebrate that identity in Christ with other people. And it is really frustrating when injustice, you know, events like this occur, but I don't think that this is a time to, to join in with all the mass voice of, of, of hate. And, and uh, there's just so much going around about the rioting and everything as well. And people burning the flag. And I know that's a small, you know, part of the protesting. A lot of the protesting is peaceful, but really I think love is a, is a huge aspect that we're missing right now from the justice movement. And the more that I think we love each other and especially love people of other races and really pour into investing and encouraging other people, I think the more that we'll see benefits that go beyond just, you know, yelling for something to happen or just protesting in general without even knowing really what you're protesting for. And I don't know what's going to go on here in the future with uh, with the protests and everything. Cause I know th- at this point they're really beyond justice for George Floyd. It's more now it's, you know, kind of an extension of the black lives matter movement, I guess you could say. So I think what we really need to focus on right now as Christians is, you know, obviously reflecting on our own attitudes and reflecting on our own hearts and addressing any problems that we might have with racism, whether white or black or Hispanic or, or Asian or anything. And then channeling that into our prayers and obviously always going to God about, you know, things that we're struggling with. And then from that, always asking God for abounding love towards other people so that we can see through what's on the outside to who they are created to be by God. And we can love who they are, not who they look like.
And I think that's so important and it's being missed right now. And I just wanted to highlight that, that love should be our ultimate goal in every situation. And like on the, there's so, you know, there's, everything's being argued right now about uh, like who George Floyd was or what kind of person he was. And the incident that occurred was um, really a abuse of power and it was really unjust. And regardless of who George Floyd was, it shouldn't have happened. And that cop should definitely be charged for that. But there's so much negativity coming from that. And it's really unfortunate to see. So I think we really need to highlight and focus on love in a time like this. And another thing is is the, so the amount of judgment going around, judgment towards people that aren't saying anything. I know I was talking with one of my uh, close friends and actually a mentor in my life. And he was saying how a bunch of people on his Facebook are emailing him and, and sending him messages and stuff about how he's a racist because he's not saying anything. Like he's not posting anything. He's not uh, formulating an opinion, I guess you could say. And he's sitting there and he's, he's, you know, thinking to himself, like these people have no idea what I'm doing behind the scenes. And they're sitting here assuming I'm a racist because I haven't posted something on social media. So please, everyone try to not judge other people because you really don't know what's going on in their hearts, what's going on in their minds. I know people brought this up with Kanye and they had no idea what Kanye was doing behind the scenes. So try to be really careful about who you're judging, who you're pointing fingers at and who you're trying to put blame on because you don't know their heart. And ultimately I think you are, you are sinning in the process and damaging your relationship with God by trying to, not falsely accused because sometimes you might be right, but ultimately I think you are falsely accusing other people. So just try to be really careful about that and really bring out the, this love your neighbor as yourself that we're so missing right now in our society. Yeah. I think that's such an important point to focus on love because right now a lot of the, the attention is being drawn to the things that are being done wrong, whether it's the injustice or whether it's the, the, you know, lack of care by a certain group of people within society uh, it's, it's, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. But by tearing people down, we're not going to get very far. The way that we get far is by teaching people to love. And the best way to teach people to love is to do it yourself because it starts with each and every one of us as Christians. We're called to love Galatians 5:14 says for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And this is saying that God's law is fulfilled in love and in if every action that we took was motivated by love, we would be fulfilling every word of God's law. And that's such a crazy thing to wrap your head around because it seems like it's so complicated, but really, if you if you narrow it all down, like Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, uh, the greatest commandment is to love your God or to love God with your, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So when we're looking for things to do and ways to interact with people around us, the number one thing we should do is to love. And then that love will become infectious. It'll The other people around us will see the way that we're loving those around us. And they'll want to reflect that in the way that they interact with other people. And not to mention, Jesus also said that when we love people, that's how they know that we are his disciples. Love is the way in which we show people that we are followers of him. Because love is the stamp on each and every believer's heart and each and every believer's actions that says, I am a child of God, because we are showing the love to other people, which he first showed to us. 
So it's so important to, to even in this time, especially in this time, to look around at everybody around us and to be motivated in every action that we take by love, by the God, the love that God gives us and the love that we're called to show from God's word. And like I said earlier, really the thing that people are drawing the most attention to is justice in this case. They want justice for the police officers. They, they not only do they want justice in this case, but they want justice in every police brutality case, every murder case. Really the ideal situation it seems is if every judge in the United States was just perfectly just, and they always made the right decision. They always made the just decision, but we know that that's not, it's not possible because we're all humans. We're all flawed. But when we look at it, there is one judge who is perfectly just in every decision that he makes. And that judge is God. Now it, it sounds great. And it sounds you know awesome that God is just in every decision that he makes because he, the Bible says he's perfectly just and he never strays from that characteristic. He never strays from his character at all. So if he's perfectly just, that means that he never makes an unjust decision. But when we look at it, the bigger picture, that's actually terrible news for you and I, because Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So God's standard for us is perfection. God's standard is that we don't sin and that we we live our lives in exactly the way that he called us to do. And if we don't do that, every time you and I sin, every time we lie, every time we cheat, every time we steal, every time we do anything that is outside of God's law for us, we are deserving more and more punishment. The Bible says that Every, every sin that's committed deserves God's punishment. And it, it might not seem like a big thing because, okay, yeah, I told a white lie here or there, or yeah, I, I stole this from my brother. Like, what's the big deal? But when you look at it, the punishment that you deserve is directly proportionate to the person that you're offending. So I'll give you guys an example about that. If, if I walk up to my brother and I smack him in the face, the worst thing that's going to happen to me is he's going to smack me in the face back and then we're going to get into a wrestling match. If I walked up to my mom and I smacked her in the face, I would probably be grounded for life. And, you know, my dad would come after me. (laughs) If I walked up to, uh, you know, the governor of my state and smacked him in the face, I'd probably be arrested. If I walked up to, you know, President Trump and smacked him in the face, I would most definitely be arrested. The Secret Service would be on my back. I'd be investigated. The FBI would be all in my life. Like that would be that'd be a pretty big offense. And if I walked up to a, a dictator in a communist country and smacked them in the face, I'd probably just be put to death on the spot. So I'm, I'm committing the same crime every time. I'm smacking somebody in the face. But the person that I'm smacking in the face determines the punishment that I get. And when we offend an eternal God with our sin, no matter how small the sin seems to us, we are offending the eternal God. And our punishment that we deserve is an eternal punishment. So... I've already said that God is perfectly just and that every time we sin, we're offending our eternal God who is perfectly just. And at this point, it just seems like there's no hope for us because we're constantly offending somebody who's perfectly just and who says that we deserve an eternal punishment. So at this point, it seems like there's no saving us. There's no hope for us. But I'm going to let Max go into further detail about how all of this is reconciled in the story of the Bible, really the gospel story. Right. So in the gospel or well, in scripture, we know that our sin is deserving of death as Krishna just said. And with God being a just judge, he can't just be like, you know what? They, 
they they did something wrong, but it's okay. I'll let him go. He he can't do that as a just judge. That's not his character. And as Christian said, he has to stay with his character. And yet, Christians, we have a salvation. We know that we're saved. But how can that be? Well, through Jesus Christ, we can, or we have salvation. Now, obviously, we're all sinners. Again, I'll just reiterate that. We're all sinners. We all deserve death. And what God did is he sent his son Christ down to earth who lived a perfect life. He did nothing wrong, but he was killed. They charged Christ with things that were completely not true. They were trying to get false witnesses, um, trying to get him to slip up and do something wrong because they hated him. And so with that, he was killed and he was raised from the dead. And the purpose for that, the purpose of Jesus Christ's life, his death, and his resurrection was so that those who believe in him, those who repent and turn from their sins and trust in Christ, what Christ did, his life, his perfection gets moved into our account, gets placed on us. We're no longer indeserving of death. That's not who we are anymore in Christ. And that's pretty incredible how, yeah, we're deserving an eternal punishment, but because of what Christ did, all of God's wrath, all that we deserved was placed on Christ so that we can be saved while God is still being just. And I think a lot of people believe in their hearts that eventually when they sit on trial before God, that they're going to sit there and say, yes, I have this little bag of, of things that I did wrong, but look at this bigger bag of things that I did right. Look at, look at these good things that I've done. And I think they outweigh my bad things. But when you're on trial before God, you are not on trial for what you did right, but what you did wrong. You are in the hot seat because ultimately you have done wrong. And trust me, you've done a plethora of things wrong because everyone has. Everyone has sinned so much. And we've broken God's law to an amazing degree. And the only way to for God to serve justice in that courtroom and be merciful at the same time, people really struggle with that. But that's really the beauty of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is when you're sitting in that hot seat, when you're on trial before God, there's nothing you can say to justify your actions. The only thing you can do is point to Jesus and say that he justified your actions on the cross and that his sacrifice stands in place of yours. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, Romans, in the Bible. And what Jesus did is he stood in your place. He paid your debt, your penalty in your place, so that you could experience eternal life from the sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus. And that is the only way for God to serve justice and mercy at the same time is through Jesus Christ. Because we know that God never differs from his character. 
He never changes. He's never partial. Uh, he no, he doesn't show partiality to people. Um, like Max said, he, he doesn't sit there and say, well, you know what? You're, you're kind of a good guy in other situations. So I think I'll just let you through. No, he has to be perfectly just because that is his nature. That is his character. And God, knowing this, knowing that eternal punishment was in our future, he created a gateway, though it may be narrow, through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice that he made so that we could still be saved and still brought into holy communion with God and that our relationship could be fixed and it could be mended, even though that we broke it and we continue to break it every day. So this is really, I know we, <laughs> I know we already have an episode out there about the gospel, but this is like, this is such a, the root of what we believe. And it's so encouraging for me. Every time I hear the gospel, I, I'm encouraged by it and I'm established by it. And so I want to encourage our Christian listeners out there. But also if you're a non-Christian and you're listening to this, this is like, this is so important for everyone to hear, especially in a time like this, that we have a savior bringing people together in love. And that is Jesus Christ. And it's a beautiful thing to see in Christianity. And I know that in today's world, it's so easy to be divided, but we really need to keep Jesus at the forefront of our mind. We need to keep his love, his sacrifice at the forefront of our minds and never forget that we are witnesses for Christ. We are ambassadors for God in this world. And we need to be always portraying God's love and Jesus's love and portraying sanctification in us and everything that we do. So that other people will see the love that we have, see how much we have changed because of the love of Christ. And that will spur them on to love and good deeds as well. And that is something that is ridiculously important when when events like this are going around in today's society. And I know I've said this a couple of times and I'm repeating myself, but really we need to focus on love and we need to bring that out. We need to hold on to that as, as tight as we can and to... Yeah, I mean, like, I can't say anything after that. Like, love is just the most important thing right now. And we need to show the love of Christ and when we share the gospel. And we need to show the love of Christ when we're picking up trash on the side of the street. And so I think that's really the, the big thing that we wanted to highlight from this podcast is don't forget the reasons we're here. Don't forget the love that we're supposed to show. And don't let that override or don't let your opinion override that. Make sure that is at the forefront of your mind whenever you're talking to people about today's events or anything like that. So keep love at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, and like we've been saying throughout this entire episode, as we talk about all these things, what we want to keep our focus on is God's word. We want to keep our, our anchor in God's word because we know that it's it's really impossible to talk about any of these these biblical principles, justice, love, mercy without looking at what God's word has to say about it. And this entire example that we've been looking at, the example of Jesus Christ, it shows how God is perfectly just while also being perfectly loving because he he knew that he that we were going to sin. He knew that we were going to fall away from him and he knew that we were going to break his law, but he is also perfectly just. So he can't just push our um, our sins aside, just like in a courtroom. Uh, if, if somebody came before the judge and admitted to doing a murder, the judge wouldn't just say, oh yeah, you, you murdered somebody. But other than that, you're a pretty good guy. So I'll just let you walk the street. Like I'll let you go. You, you're good. Have a good day. Like if anybody saw that, they'd be like, that that's terrible. That's not just, you can't do that. So 
in the same way, God can't just push our sins aside and ignore them as if they never happened because we're, like I said, offending an eternal God and we deserve an eternal punishment. And he found a way to give us forgiveness of our sins while still being perfectly just. And that way that he did that was by stepping in on our behalf, by stepping in, taking our place. Like Jonathan said, Jesus Christ was was God in the form of man. And he came down and he was the only perfect sacrifice capable of taking our eternal punishment on his shoulders. And so when he was when he was dying on the cross, God's wrath was being poured out on him. All of the wrath that God has toward all the sin uh, in the world was being poured out on Jesus Christ. And he took that punishment on behalf of anybody who will come to salvation in him. And the Bible actually says some really interesting things regarding justice and righteousness and how these two things you know, work together. And there's some interesting patterns throughout scripture. And Max has actually looked into these for us throughout this week to show us what it is exactly that the Bible says about God's justice and how righteousness fits into that picture and how that can be applied to us. So uh, what'd, you, what'd you find for us, Max? So as I was looking at the word justice and um, looking at what the Bible says about it, I found that one over one third of all scripture that has the word justice in it also includes righteousness. So those two go hand in hand together. You can't have justice without having righteousness. Um, and it's interesting to think about how we call for justice all the time, but how often do we see righteousness um, in that as well? How often do we call for righteousness? And the definition of righteousness is acting in accord with divine or moral law, free from guilt or sin. And so for justice to be next to that and justice to be beside the idea of how we're to be acting in accord with divine or moral law, that's what God calls us to do. And when that doesn't happen, we can't pervert justice, which is another thing that I found this week is perverting justice is um, found 10 times in scripture, whether you're talking about how the acts of man, the acts of wicked man pervert justice or um, how God never perverts justice. That's something that we are looking at today is, you know, with the things going on about George Floyd, everyone's calling for justice. Everyone's calling for all these things that revolve around justice. And with everybody crying out for justice during this time, we can find that in scripture. That's what the gospel is revolved around. That's what we've been talking about earlier is how justice performed by God while being a just God was through Christ, through his sacrifice, his perfect and righteous or his perfect righteousness um, that was carried throughout the life of Christ so that we could be saved. And those two go hand in hand together because if you're not righteous, if you're not abiding by the law, you're deserving of a punishment. Unless somebody can take your place, you have to do that punishment. You're forced to, um, you're forced to do what the punishment calls for. And so thanks be to God who sent his son to live a perfect life so that we could 
have Christ, have his life, has have his perfection and righteousness carried into our account. It's not by anything we can do. We can't do anything for it. Because as we said earlier, we're all going to sin. And that equals death. You know, we keep saying the same things. But that's the whole point is we can't say enough about how God has changed our lives and how only through his sacrifice, only through the life and the perfection of Jesus Christ can anything change. There's so much, you know, everywhere people are asking for a change in the world. And yeah, it's great that we're going to, or that people want to see change happen to injustice. But us being fully human, we're going to fail at that. We're not going to be perfectly, um, we're not going to be perfectly just. We're not going to be perfectly righteous. We're still going to have that sinful nature inside of us. But we know that once this life ends, we have a God who is on our side. We have a God who, once we stand before him, in judgment, we're, we have Christ's account on our side. We have him reconciling with God, ha- with his life, with his perfection for those who have called upon his name. And it's been really interesting to look around and to see all the calls for justice and everything because it's, it's really obvious that God put a desire for justice inside of all of our hearts. God put he hardwired the idea of justice into our hearts and minds so that when we see something that's unjust, we cry out against it. We say, that's not, that's not just, that's not how it's supposed to be. And the reason that God put this inside of us is because he is perfectly just. He created us to desire justice and to seek after a perfectly just judge because that's who he is. He is the perfectly just judge that we've all been looking for. And Not only that, but he has set into place this entire gospel story to show his justice, but to also show his mercy, forgiveness, and love toward us, toward sinners. And God is so, he's so much greater than we are. He did not have to do this. By no means did he have to, uh, you know, set up a plan to save us. By no means did he have to put any of this into place, but he did it because he loves us. And that draws, draws into our application for today. It's one of the things we were talking about earlier is just the idea of love, that God's actions toward us have been motivated through love. And in the same way, our actions toward everybody else during not only times like this that are very heated and polarized, but even during our everyday, you know, mundane tasks, every action that we take should be motivated by love toward those around us. Because God set us up as loving creatures. God put love into our hearts. We're made in his image because we have the ability to love others and to love him. And if we, mo- if we take every action that we take throughout a day and make actions that are motivated by love, then the entire world would be changed. If everybody just made actions motivated by love, the entire world would be changed overnight. And it all starts with you. It starts by your actions being motivated by love. And that'll influence the people around you. The people around you will see, man, what is different about that person? What is different about him or her that I just can't put my finger on it? And it's that you're showing the love of Christ, that you're shining your light to those around you. And so that's our first application for today, to to take all of your actions and do it all out of love. Do everything out of love because 
where love is, it drives out all kinds of sin. It drives out fear. It drives out, you know, anger and injustice because love is, is perfect. Love is the, the epitome. Perfect love is the epitome of God's law for us as, as human beings and just God's law in general. And our second application for today is coming from the gospel story. It's Jesus Christ came down and like we've laid out, he paid the penalty that we all deserve for sin. But the Bible is very clear. It says that only those who accept this free gift will be, you know, taken into eternal life and taken into heaven with God when the time comes. Everybody else who doesn't accept this gift will have to pay the penalty on their own because Jesus Christ offered to pay it for them. It's like he's reaching his hand down, uh, offering to take us up with him. But in order to receive that gift, we must reach up and grab his hand. We must take that step of faith. And the Bible tells us the two things that are necessary in order to accept this free gift of salvation that Jesus Christ offers. The first thing that's necessary is to turn from your sins because you cannot follow Jesus or claim to follow Jesus while also, you know, sinning in the background. It's like trying to be in a relationship and and telling a girl I love you and, you know, doing all the, the lip service. But when you turn around and when she's not looking, you're hanging out with other girls, you're going out with other girls, your your actions are not matching your words. And in the same way, if you claim to follow Jesus, but then you're continually doing the things that he has told you not to do, and you're continually sinning and you're living in sin and you're okay with it and you're not guilty at all, you're not making an, even an attempt to get out of that sin, then it's clear that you're not a follower of Jesus because a follower of Jesus has a change of heart and a follower of Jesus has their entire life changed by what Jesus has done for them and the commands that he gives us in his scriptures. And the second thing that the Bible tells us to do is to trust or to have faith in Jesus Christ, to trust that he is who he says he was, to believe him that when he says he come, he came down to earth to pay our penalty that, that we deserve from the sin that we've committed against God, to believe that he did exactly that, that he is the son of God who he claims to be, lived a perfect sinless life, died on the cross, and then on the third day he rose again to prove his victory over death and the victory that he, the same victory that he's passing on to everybody who accepts that gift from him. So our applications for today, one more time, are to do everything you do out of love and then to turn and trust in Jesus Christ to come to that free salvation that he offers each and every one of us. So we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. We know that it's 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 a contentious issue, uh, just this a whole idea of justice with, with world current events. But we just wanted to bring it to you guys from a biblical perspective, showing you what it is that God's word says about these things and how we can apply the idea of justice not only to the circumstances around us and to the court systems in the U.S. or whichever country we're in, but also to our own lives and how the most important act of justice is God's act on Jesus on the cross. He he poured out all of his, his just anger on Jesus on the cross so that anybody who comes to salvation in Jesus doesn't have to experience it for themselves and they can, they can accept Jesus's righteousness as that free gift that he offers um, if they turn and trust in him. So, as always, you guys can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Living Victory. You can find us at our website at livingvictorypodcast.com. You can email each one of or one of the individual hosts at Christian, Max, or Jonathan at livingvictorypodcast.com. And if you just have a general question, comment, suggestion, you can email questions at livingvictorypodcast.com. We want to hear from you guys. We want to interact with you on social media. We want to um, hear questions or comments or just you know greetings or encouragements or whatever it is you guys have for us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to interact with you, and we can't wait to to you know speak with you on these topics. We 
we have some big plans coming for this summer. So we hope you guys stay tuned. And as we start to roll these things out, we'll uh, unveil them to you. We'll explain them to you. And we'll really show you how we are trying to give you guys the resources necessary to go in and to learn about God's gospel and then to become active you know, followers and disciples, disciple makers uh, for the Christian church and for the body of Christ. So we want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, love each other and shine your light.